How to transform your passion into a successful startup. Welcome to Lead, an inspiring podcast that focuses on the creative spirit inside us all. Jocelyn Bellows interviews accomplished entrepreneurs about overcoming obstacles and achieving greatness. Join us today and lead into a fulfilling and successful life. This is Jocelyn. Welcome to the new episode of Leap. Uh, with me today, I have Dan and Thor. And Dan and Thor are a third of the Icelandic comedic group called My Voices Have Tourette's. And I found these guys actually on a Facebook podcast group and was reading a little bit about what they're doing and thought they were so interesting. So I'm really thrilled to have the both of you on the show today. And I'm really going to throw it over to, to the both of you. Um, tell us a little bit about your comedic group, how you guys got started and what you're doing. Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I, I still love every time that someone says Dan and Thor, I always think it sounds like I'm sore, but I have a lisp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, my name is not Thor. It's Thor Hattel Thorosson. So if you would just uh, say that uh, for the rest of the interview. Uh, yeah. I, I, I no one can I, pronounce that name. Thor, no one can say Thor Hattel Thorosson. It's not, it's not hard. It's, it's not, it's not hard if you've been drinking, but we haven't been drinking. Okay, so it's okay. perfectly hard. Okay. But anyway, so let's talk about my voices of Tourette's. Yeah. So as, as, a, as you can hear by me sounding like a dog squeaky toy, my voices do have Tourette's. Um, so I, my voice of Tourette's is a show that I started uh, for the Reykjavik Fringe Festival here. Uh, and it was basically a, a way of giving a comedic platform to comedians well, with disorders and syndromes to help raise awareness in a fun way. So, so like uh, myself, I, I have Tourette syndrome and uh, I started it with my friend Elva, who also has Tourette syndrome and my friend Hannah, who has schizophrenia. So, so now the, the name makes perfect sense. And uh, and then we, well, after doing it for a while, we added uh, our, our friend Carmela, who has autism. And uh, Thor here, who just has anxiety. Yeah, it's it's not nothing fancy. Nothing fancy. No, no it's it's it's, just, it's not anything important. It's no. just he's he's just anxious like the rest of the planet. I actually do have super anxiety. I've su- yeah, I went to the doctor and he said, yeah, you have super anxiety. It kind of sounds like uh, uh, you know, like a superpower, <laughs> super anxiety man. But uh, are you gonna it, help us? No, I'm just gonna go home and cry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and social anxiety. So it's uh, yeah, I've got like extra extra layers of, of anxiety. So it's uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so so we 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 talk about uh, our our symptoms and and uh, kind of in a fun way and and yeah, it's it's a, it's an awesome show. Yeah, it's and we've been we've been doing it since July. It's been going every every week since then. So that's yeah. yeah. So first question. Thor to you, because I'm not going to try to pronounce your name. Sorry. Not <laughs> uh, with your anxiety, how does that yeah. play a role when you're performing? So, yeah, a lot of people ask me about, like, don't you get anxious before going on stage and, and, and being in front of, of uh, people and, and try to be funny? That would, that would uh, yeah, most people would find that mo- uh, really anxious. Uh, for me, it, because like I do have social anxiety, uh, for me, it would be harder to be outside sitting at a table with all the people in, in the audience. I feel much more comfortable on stage by myself because I've already decided what I'm going to say, basically. And then I, when, I, uh, when I'm done with my, well, bit, I just can go out uh, and, uh, to my car and cry. 
you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have to, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the small talk and all that. that. That makes me anxious. But but just going on stage and and uh, kind of have already decided what I'm going to say. That's not uh, a big issue. It's uh, actually therapeutic to go and make fun of your problems. Well, I think I think that's the the, the thing about the show that that kind of kind of is a uh, it is like therapy in a sense. I mean, all of us have had kind of a, a weird experience with well, with like improvement in our own lives because of the show. Because I mean, well, like like for me, I uh, having Tourette syndrome for my whole life. I, I felt a lot of uh, feelings of embarrassment. But I mean, going on stage and. You know, every week we have a, a new room full of people that well, like have never been to the show. So for for me to go on stage and and have a whole room just know everything about me, I've got nothing to be afraid of at that point. It's just well, everyone already knows about it. So for him to go on stage and you know talk about his anxiety, it's kind of like well, I don't really have to be anxious right now because everyone's with me. Yeah, yeah, and and just by talking about it, it it, it becomes less taboo, of course. And uh, yeah, because most people are dealing with something. So it, it, like, but now we actually like talking about it, making fun of it. Now you can kind of think of your problem as uh, in a positive way. You're like, oh, I can talk about this. I can make fun of this. This is this could be a good bit. So well, your problem is, is actually now you're kind of like your strength. It's kind of funny. I just realized this when we perform on stage, we're the normal people, and the audience <laughs> is, is the weird people. Oh, they yeah. don't they don't have anything. They're not fun at all. They're so suppressed. Yeah. They, oh, they they are so perfect and <laughs> anxiety free, yeah. Tourette's free. What what's the point of that? Come on. <laughs> I, I think that you hit Dan on, on a really important point that every one of us has something that we struggle with, right? Some of them are out in the open and some of them are not so much. And I think that's actually why I probably started with Thor with the anxiety, because I don't think that's as apparent for people to see in day-to-day life where, you know, Dan with Tourette's, when you're speaking, you you have that, yeah. the, the voice and, and you know, getting ready for this conversation. And I'm so grateful that you guys were willing to, to be a part of this. I, I opened up and shared some of, um, the afflictions that I have in, in my family right. that, you know, I have a brother who's bipolar and I have a, a, a nephew who is on the spectrum and their public behaviors are often misinterpreted. Yeah. And that's one thing. And then the other entire other thing is, yeah, we sort of, all of us in, as humans put on a shield of who we want to portray ourselves to be. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I I think I think that's the thing is, you know, I mean, based on on you know society and the way society view, views all this stuff, it I mean that that also makes it very challenging for us to simply be okay with who we are, mm-hmm. you know, and then the fact that we have these things. And I mean, I I've talked about this on stage that oh, for most of my life I would try to uh, like tense up muscles to try to suppress my tics. Oh, for uh, I mean for. It was about, I'd say 99% of my tics, I was, whether I was successful or not, I would try to suppress them. And it led to a lot of pain, uh, both physical and mentally. Uh, and the, the, the thing that I've, I've done with the show is I've, I've kind of, like, I remember when we started the show, that was when I started trying to stop all of the suppression. Like, I figured, I figured if I'm going to do this show, I might as well just show everything about me. So I just started stopping them. And I kind of became addicted to trying to stop them. But but you know, there at this point, it, I would say instead of trying to suppress ninety nine percent of them, 
I'm not suppressing 99% of them. So there are still a few that I do, uh, but that's just that's just because I I don't I still don't really feel feel comfortable walking down the the street with with you know being like ah, 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 you know having people look at me and be like what what what's going on with him especially having a long hair and a beard and people already thinking I'm homeless that <laughs> that that squeak probably wouldn't help but I mean there but but at the same time it is it is one of those things where when you just simply get to the point whoa, where you realize that. Whether someone makes it like at this point, if someone makes like mocks me publicly, I'll just I'll just look at them and and take it as a chance to educate them. If if, if they still continue to mock me and and don't care to learn, then they're not someone that I really need to spend time or like put my time into. I I can just say, you know what, fine. If you don't if you if you don't want to you know l- grow up, then that's that's your decision. So it doesn't, I think most of it doesn't bother me at this point. And like being honest with like, like that, being honest with his tics, like when I was meeting him first, he was still suppressing a lot of the tics. And when then, of course, some once in a while, uh, like uh, some squeaky noise would come out or like, (laughs) then I was just, what's, what's wrong with this guy? Like (laughs) what's going on? And, and then he just came out like, yeah, I have to rest. And then I'm like, ah, that makes sense. And now I I basically don't even notice when he, he's, uh, uh, has the squeaky sounds or or like, it's just, uh, yeah, it's much more. You've all just gotten used to me uh, still going through puberty at 30. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I, I I was more focused on it before when he was kind of trying to hide it, and then it was like, what's going on? Like, ooh, like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> what's going on? But now just oh, it's Ben and his Tourette's. That's okay. <laughs> that should be that should be the name of like a TV show, the Dan Tourette Show. <laughs> welcome, yeah, welcome to the show. I'm uh, I'm your host today, and uh, today we're going to be talking about the effects of puberty. <laughs> 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 and, and so I have to start by asking, how did you find one another and all your members of your, your troop? We actually all, so we, I mean, we, we have jokes about, about, about it that we say on stage, but we all met through comedy. Yeah. Well, I met, I think I'm, I met like of the people in the show, I met Elva first. Uh, and it was shortly after I start, started doing comedy. And I mean, just the, just hearing another person talking about Tourette syndrome on stage was incredibly powerful. I yeah, like I didn't know that any anyone else existed that talked about this on stage. And uh, and uh, then uh, is this allowed? Yeah, is, this, is this allowed? Are we allowed to share our feelings? What is this on Facebook? We're not allowed to. Uh, but uh, the thing is, then I then I, I mean, I think you were the second person I met yeah. of the people in the group. We like we all just kind of met because well, like the open mic scene in Iceland is still pretty new. It's only a few years old. Oh, oh yeah. Like, so I, I'm Icelandic. I've lived here all my life. And, uh, Icelandic? I, I'm Icelandic. With a name like Thodhafnir? What, uh, what is going on? <laughs> and, uh, so I've been, I thought well, you were from Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've been doing comedy actually for, yeah, about 15 years. And, and it just about three years ago, we actually started doing it in English. And you know, having open mics and regular, you know, stand-up comedy nights. So this is all kind of new here. So uh, and but it led to meeting a lot of interesting people, like like uh, Dan and uh, and uh, yeah, other strange people. Yeah, I think the only the only person. <laughs> 
the only person in the group that we actually met uh, separately from the the open mic scene was Carmela, yeah. uh, who, who's uh, she's one of the newest members. Uh, she joined around the time that Thodotler did, and we actually discovered her because my friend Biatne, uh, who I uh, run the comedy club here with, uh, he actually found her at the university. Uh, she was performing like a comedy music thing, and he came to me and he said, said Dan, I have the perfect person for your show you have to meet her she is she's incredible and so she came to one of our shows and we were talking and it's just right off the bat when you hear her speaking you're just like she is hilarious she's she's so funny that like the way she's open about everything like oh like when I, i mean anytime someone has joined our show i've always said just so you know you know we do like the point is to be very open about these things. And if, if you're okay with that, we'd love to have you as a part of it. And she was just like, Oh, I love that idea. Let's, let's all talk about this stuff. And I was like, all right. So she's the only one that I didn't meet through, uh, up. But she is, she is perfectly like so naturally funny. And, and Oh she's yeah. A, and she's, yeah, she's the youngest. She and this show was the first time she did stand up comedy. Oh yeah. And she killed it. She killed it. It was awesome. Like, you've never done this before. No. <laughs> And but see, yeah, so it's it's it's, it's so much fun. It's uh, one of the most fun things I've done in, in comedy just uh, oh. from the beginning. If I wasn't here, he'd say it's his least favorite thing he's ever done in his life. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> at his place, so I, I, I want to. Be... <laughs> <laughs> That's a good call, good call for yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, be kind to the host. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he wants. I'm being that being that that I'm the one that that was was like the initial creator of the show. He doesn't want to get fired. I get yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Job security. Yes, yeah, yeah. I yeah, get yeah, it. Of course, of course, I get it. Uh, so Dan, <laughs> you know, we talked a little bit with Thor about you know his anxiety and getting on stage. For you, what was it like when you started your comedy and being on stage? Was there fear? Or was there anxiety? You, you you mentioned earlier about trying to compress your ticks and and. It gave you dis-ease in your body. What was that like when you started? I mean, so so when I, initially initially, well, like until I did the this show, uh, I was still trying to suppress my tics even on stage, and uh, I got I actually got very self-conscious when well, when my voice was uh, squeaking like this on stage. But uh, uh, when I initially started, I, I mean, I remember just being like, like I mean. This stuff is funny. I mean, there is like there is humor to it. I've, I mean, I have had friends try to joke about it, but I, I was like, so there is humor. So I, I would go on stage. I was nervous about it, but I wasn't. But I wanted to say it. Like I, I just wanted to get it out there. And I, I think as soon as soon as I, I, I spoke about it, and then I, I watched people smiling. Like they weren't necessarily like. I remember when I when I first did it. I mean. Uh, I, I I had a really great set the first time uh, where like people were laughing, but I noticed like a lot of the people that weren't laughing, they were still smiling, and it was it was whoa, like a really cool feeling. And I remember the second set that, that I talked about Tourette syndrome. There was a, a woman who came up to me afterward, and she said, "By the way, I I also have Tourette syndrome, and thank you so much for talking about this stuff because no one ever talks about it." And and it's the same thing when I've talked about depression on stage. Uh, I've like usually someone will go, wow, I didn't know we could actually discuss this, you know? And it's, and so I think that kind of, that kind of uh, like attitude of just being able to talk about this stuff is what drove me to continuously do it. And, uh, and now, now I'm at the point where like, I, 
I'll be on stage and my my, my voice will, will sound like this. Like it'll keep keep going over and over again because I'm all whether I've been on stage, you know, for a thousand days in a row or just, just one, I'm still nervous on stage. So and when when you get more nervous, it, the ticks happen more. And uh, so I've had days where like my voice is just constantly going and going and going. And I hear people laughing. And that's that moment where I kind of I kind of step back and I kind of stop what I'm doing. And I say, you know what? Like even two years ago, had you guys been laughing this much at this squeak, I would have been really self-conscious about it. But it is so hilarious. Please keep laughing. And, and I because re- I've realized like the, the, if you if you if you see the humor and what and uh, I don't want to call them flaws, but if you see the humor in your flaws, uh, it really helps you get through them. It really helps you get past the the negativity of them, and it helps you see the positivity in it. And it makes it it makes all of it seem less bad. I hear with both of you, this is a little bit of therapy. Yeah. And oh yeah, definitely. Therapy is expensive. <laughs> This is this no, is cheap we, in comparison. Yeah, we, we, are getting, we, we are getting paid for actually, you know, getting therapy. Basically, <laughs> I also hear a lot of personal empowerment. And, yeah, and uh, Dan, you, you kind of touched on it. You had someone come up to you after one of the shows who who also has Tourette's. Have you had a lot of that come out it, since July, since you guys really started? I actually, I mean, there's actually a, a girl who performed. To, uh, recently she tried stand up for the first time and i i don't i don't know if i if if i'm entirely correct but it kind of sounded like she was inspired to talk about Tourette syndrome on stage because of me and uh i mean we've had well the thing is we've had um because of this show we've we've actually had a bunch of people that want to be a part of it one one of the guys who uh performs with us now who actually has a bipolar disorder uh he he he'd actually been talking to me for like two months before before I got him a spot, and he didn't even necessarily care if he performed. He just wanted to be a part of this the, the group. Like he just said, like he's like, even if you just want me to help promote, I just want to help. I just want want to help be a part of this. And uh, I mean, we ended up uh, we ended up giving him a spot on the show, and he just shined. Oh, I mean, yeah. it was just. Well, like he's done comedy for a while. And I mean, but this was, it was like, he completely opened up and it just, it was incredible to see. And, uh, but just that, that idea that, uh, I mean, this is, this is the only project I've ever done in my life where, where people have actually come up to me afterward and said, I want to help you, uh, like get this farther. How can I help? Who can I talk to? What can I do? I've uh, like, I've, I've, I've mostly done music projects because, uh, until I moved to Iceland, I was entirely in music, uh, but I've never had this response to anything I've ever done, and it's just so heartwarming. Oh yeah, I, I feel the same. Like I've been doing this for a long time, and this is one of the most, you know, people really come to you after you after the show, and they they thank you, and they're like, "Thanks for uh, talking about this," and and I can relate to so many of these things. Like, uh, and I could never talk about this openly. Like, uh, like, so yeah, it, it, it's. It's actually it's good to be part of a show that's actually affecting people in a positive way, and and so yeah. doesn't lead to dates though. <laughs> haven't <laughs> haven't <laughs> had haven't I I did well we did a, we did have a show that we did recently well where uh, uh, I joked on stage about going on a date with a girl in the crowd, 
<laughs> like just it, like we were like both me and her were were joking about this, and then we ended up talking for like for like uh, like an an hour and a half to two hours after the show. Oh, I was Ooh. I was already starting to plan their wedding. I yeah, was I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, this is like this has never happened before. This yeah. is, like yeah. me me having Teresa is actually helping, but then but then I found out she has a boyfriend. Oh. <laughs> of course, so. Of course. But no, I get dates after every show, so I don't know. You get dates after every, every show. I don't, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you guys have to work on your post your your post uh, show maybe, date. Maybe it's because maybe it's because you talk about anxiety and the girls that you go on dates with are like, I also have anxiety. Let's hang out. Yeah. The girls that come up to me afterward that are like, I also have Tourette syndrome. I also have a boyfriend. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, yeah a lot of them come like, oh, oh, I feel so bad about your anxiety. I'll, I'll, I just want to hug you and I just want to take care of you. Like, yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> They're your superpowers, guys. Use them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Me, on the other <laughs> hand, I, I, I require batteries. Otherwise, I shut off. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, um, before you guys went down that, down that road, I, I really honestly got goosebumps. My entire body went goosebumped. Um, oh, yeah. And I think what it is, is that you've created a space for human connection. I yeah. think we all want that and oh, yeah. it's to be part of that. And when you sit on something that makes other people uncomfortable, you kind of get put on the, on the sideline. And, and I say that, and you know, here I am a Caucasian woman born in the United States, born with everything available to me. Right. I'm fortunate on the outside. I look like I'm a normal person. And I think I'm a generally normal person. I've had things that happen have happened to me, which is why leap even started. Mm-hmm. And I know for myself, that's something that's just so important that human connection feeling oh. accepted. Well, I, th- I think it's, I think, it, I think that, that what you just said is, oh, is the thing, you know, it's the feeling, the feeling of acceptance and, no, I, I think, you know, one of the things that I tried to stress with the show when we started it was that, that it wasn't just, just it wasn't just about doing material about what we have. Like, I really wanted to just do all the, all the material I had. Like, I, I talk a lot about looking like Jesus. Like, I mean, I, I have so much does. material on that. Everyone, he kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've also, been told, I've also been told I look like Charles Manson, and I think that says a lot about what they think of Jesus. Uh, but, <laughs> my thing. What's that? Minus the swastika. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, no, thankfully. Uh, but no, the thing is, the thing is that I think, you know, I mean, what, what, what I realized was I just wanted to stress this idea of just that, you know, like, I mean, all of us that were performing in the show, you know, we, we didn't necessarily always want to be comedians. We didn't necessarily always want to do something in comedy, but, but it's just, it's become something that we really wanted to see through. We really wanted to see something come of this. And uh, so for us to, for us to be held back, because of what we have and doesn't seem fair. So I, I really wanted to stress that, you know, like, like we have what we have, but that doesn't mean we can't be successful. It doesn't mean we can't still do the things that we want to do. And I mean, we have changed the show. So we are trying to do less of the, the, I would say uh, ordinary material and more of the stuff on our disorders and our syndromes. And I think the the thing that I've realized with that is it's, it's made the show more powerful because it is, it is showing exactly what I wanted. It's showing that that regardless of what we go through, we can still be funny. We can still do what we want to do, and uh, like joking about what we have is actually showing why we can do that. 
And I think, so I think uh, it, you know, this show, I mean, it, it is very different from when it started. And I think uh, like the show has evolved into something that it's just, it is so awesome. I, I'm so proud of it. I mean, when we started it, we really wanted it to be uh, whoa, where we, in between each of our comedy sets, we would have one of us go up and tell a serious story about our life and about our experiences. So we had comedy, but we also had stories. And uh, we realized very quickly after doing it in the festival, in the festival, it was perfect. But after the festival, people were realizing that we were doing this in a comedy club and they didn't see the comedy. They were just focused on the interesting stories. So, so, so we realized that if we wanted to keep the show going and keep getting people wanting it to come back, we, we wanted to stick with just the comedy. But at the end of the shows, we do a, we do a Q and a, so, um, and so we did the, we'd been doing the Q and a for a while and that, that was our chance to get the seriousness out. Um, but we're, we are actually planning to stop the Q&A soon. Um, but, but it isn't bad. It isn't bad. Uh, so the show is just going to be the comedy. But we are actually planning to do a podcast ourselves. And the, the podcast is going to be all of, all of the seriousness. It's going to be like uh, when, when people uh, like online, if anyone has any questions that they want to ask us about what we're going through or about our experiences, uh, what we're planning on doing is we're planning on <laughs> basically answering these questions as we naturally are in the wild, uh, as I like saying, is, is like basically like there will be jokes, like there will be some silliness because as you can tell from this interview, we're very silly people, but uh, we go a lot off the topic. We do. We go a lot off the topic, <laughs> but uh, I'm I think I we're mean, actually, this is the best we've ever like been on topic. Yeah. What were we going to talk about? Elon Musk? No, I'm <laughs> uh, but, but the, well, no, but the thing is, so, so I mean, we are going to do some silliness, but it is going to be very serious at the same time. We are going to answer the questions exactly how we feel. It's going to be like you're going to get exactly the answer that we would give you naturally in person. And I think uh, I think that's going to that's going to be better than doing it on stage, because when we do it on stage again, it's it's at a comedy club. So people are expecting the comedy. But when you do a Q&A and you add the comedy, then they start going, well, this isn't a Q&A. This is just you guys doing material. And so, so we really uh, wanted to focus on giving the, the comedy club what the comedy club needs and give the, the fans what the fans want. So we'll, we'll get all of that together. I think eventually I, I would love to do a big show where we do the serious stories as well, uh, because it really was, I mean, I know I've used this word a lot, but it seriously is a powerful thing. I mean, when we did it there, it just, it made a huge effect. No, and I would love to do that again, but uh, we wouldn't do that unless we're at like a, a theater setting. It's kind of like a big show. That's yeah, a big that's a show. Yeah. that's a that's a big show. That's a Hollywood production. Oh yeah, it's a, more like a Holly weird production. Oh, is yeah. is the way I would put it because we're we're weird and unusual people. We're, it's like it's like what Steve Martin used to say: "We're wild and crazy guys." That's <laughs> Except without the baloney in the shoes. <laughs> We'll see. Well, we could do. We could do. I think. I think here it would be more like uh, fermented shark in the shoes. Oh yeah, <laughs> that would be disgusting. <laughs> that wouldn't make me feel funny. That make me feel gross. That for the American audience, but you know, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> so, what I actually ask? I, first of all, I love the concept of where you're going with the podcast, and that you've been so authentic with your realities, and and also understanding that when people enter into the comedy club they're looking for comedy and they may not quite understand the 
seriousness of the latter portion of the sharing the stories and the Q&A. Mm-hmm. So I have a couple of things. First, with the Q&A component, when people start asking questions, are they, do you feel that they've gotten more comfortable because now you've gone through your set and now they've kind of, the walls have come down a little. Are they asking some more serious questions? Has that, have you noticed that? I think it goes back and forth. I think, I think, I think some people, some people end up feeling really comfortable, but it, it sometimes takes a while because I mean, because we're comedians and this is again, the, the thing that we've learned from doing this on stage is that we have to, we have to be very careful because well, like when someone asks the first question and we joke about it, no one feels comfortable asking us questions because they think we're just going to joke about it. Uh, so, so, I mean, I, I think the, like when, the nights where we get the most questions, it's, it's typically because, uh, people, I mean, for lack of a better way of putting it, I think it's when, when the first question is a really good question. Well, like, and I, I, I hate to put it that way because all questions are good questions, but you know, like when the first question is, is, is I think when the first question is, you know, like, like something like, you know, how has, like you asked us in, in this interview, you know, like how has, uh, what we have affected our standup, you know, like, has it affected that when, cause that's something that, well, like we, we can joke about, but it, it's more, it's easier to be serious about that one. It's easier, easier to go into the, the seriousness of it. And I think then people start feeling really comfortable because they go, Oh, this is really cool. I want to be a part of this. I have so many questions. Um, I, I don't know. Like, sometimes people actually share their own, uh, you know. Yeah, we've had people share their own stories. Yeah, just because they feel inspired and they just want to tell us their story, you know. And then maybe question uh, like uh, along with that. And but I mean, sometimes we get like really silly questions, and then it just goes south. <laughs> I, did, I did. I did. I did feel. I did feel bad for one person because one person when we started the show, uh, there was one person who was basically asking us. Uh, well, she was. She was asking one of the people in the show uh, about like how to get certain medications, and we're like, we can't do that. That's not something we can do. I. I think, but it. It does go along with what you're talking about. Like that's how comfortable people feel when they when they do this. They they get to the point where they're just like, okay, like if I have something too, how can I, like how can this, like, how can I get help? Like, what can I do to help myself? Or even, well, like we got a lot of people that were like, well, like how can we help our, our friends and our family who have the, you know, this stuff going on with them? Well, like, what can we do? And, you know, I mean, those are the kinds of questions where when those questions get asked, uh, that's when I know the Q and A is going to be the best because people really feel comfortable. You're creating, in my opinion, a safe space. Yeah. Where- yeah. Where people can open and, and speak freely. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's what we want to do. We want to create a, a safe space and. Uh, well, we uh, don't we don't want a violent space. That would be awful. Yeah. <laughs> that's bad for com- it's bad for business. Yeah. People, I mean, people won't come back. We, like like if people were just to smash bottles and stab people, like, it just it no. just it yeah. wouldn't benefit the show. Well, like you know, I mean, I one or that. two deaths maybe that's okay, but like you know, four to five—that's where you start getting into you know some problems. Yeah, that might be some yeah, we'll have to sign some papers. And yeah, it's just a mess. It's a mess. You know, and then we have to cancel the show, and then what? What yeah. do we have? We have nothing. So, well, so, so, the safe space is really the best way to go. Yeah, our, our, you know, tagline is a murderless uh, uh, space. <laughs> my, my voice is have Tourette's. Only one murder in its history. <laughs> 
<laughs> and don't worry, we point. caught we I'm caught the brain. villain, and he's not performing in our show anymore. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to go back to the origination, you said that you guys started this uh, for a fringe festival over the summer. What was it though? I mean, had there been, you guys, I said, I think you both said that you, you had some comedic backgrounds, but what was it that finally said, let's make this happen. Let's bring this together and highlight. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, this actually, it originally started, it was just not, I mean, it was actually originally just meant to be for the festival. I, I didn't, uh, and like, I, I just, I was getting to the point where like, even though I know now that I'm wrong, uh, I'm, I was getting to the point where I felt like I wasn't getting enough opportunities to perform. Yeah. I felt like, uh, people were choosing other people over me. So, so I kind of took what, like, I'm, I moved to Iceland from Los Angeles. And when I, when I was there for music, there were a lot of things that I learned in, in music that, uh, funny enough, never helped me for music, but but they they've helped me tremendously woo, with comedy. And I started just thinking back to all those things that I learned, and I was like, okay, you know what? If I'm not being presented with an opportunity, I'm not, I'm going to make my own. So what I did is woo, I thought, okay, well, what what can I do? Who would I want to perform with? And I I instantly thought of Elva because I was thinking, how cool would it be to do a show for a festival with two comedians? I mean, at the time, I thought maybe we were the only two comedians in Iceland with Tourette's syndrome. So I thought, how cool would that be to, to highlight that as a show? And I mean, that's all it was going to be. It was going to be uh, the two of us doing a show together, talking about this stuff, uh, maybe maybe doing our own Q&A, just the two of us. Uh, and she was was all in for it. And then as soon as uh, she said yes, well, that's when I thought, Whoa, well, wait a minute. Hannah is a friend of ours as well, and she has schizophrenia. That would that would actually be really cool to add some kind of mental diversity to the to the group, and man, maybe get you know people talking about other things as well. And not, I mean, like we we have Tourette syndrome, she has schizophrenia, but we also have other disorders. Well, like uh, Elva has OCD and ADHD. I have OCD, panic disorder, anxiety, and a whole plethora of other things. Let me, I mean, uh, and you know, we I just thought this was such a cool way. To talk about stuff that no one's talking about and it i mean it and it grew so quickly and i think the reason why it grew to, to what it is now is is not just the fact that we're doing it it's not just the fact that it's it's a good show it's not the fact that it's to put it in a very very los angeles way it's a very marketable show uh that's another thing i learned very quickly with it um but the thing is that it's the people that i that i chose to do it with i mean Elva and Hannah are, are literally two of my favorite people I've ever met in my life. And they are so fun to be around. They're just like, you can't be in a bad mood when you're around them. They're just, they're just loving, happy people. And I mean, I mean, adding, adding Thodotler and adding Kadamula, like we have a, we have a, a group chat on Facebook and it's, it's almost never about the show. It's just us goofing around and just share like Cotamilla will post something about her dog. One of us will comment that it looks like it had a really good fart and it was making a, a like a very satisfied face. Like, but it's just it's the way we interact with each other. They, like we, we've we've often described us as being a, a family and uh, a highly dysfunctional one. Uh, no, uh, but, no, I'm kidding. But it's it, it, we really are a family. I, I really I really believe that. And I really like we've been treating it as such and that's whoa that's why whoa, like like when Thodotler and I do this interview together you know I mean why we're you know like you know bouncing off what each other says so naturally it's because we you know 
this is how we naturally are, you know, like from, from this group being the way it is, it, it would be the same way with any of us on the show. And I love that so much. Yeah. The only thing I find it uh, kind of, well, maybe some a little bit negative about this is because Dan asked us all to call him daddy. <laughs> and I, there's just something wrong about that. <laughs> First off, he's younger than me. Okay, I, I believe I believe what I really told you to call me was Poppy, which yeah. is daddy in Icelandic. Yeah. And it sounds a lot sillier when you call someone Poppy than when you call them daddy. Well, it sounds less creepy. Thodhatler. <laughs> okay. Poppy. Talk. Uh, <laughs> I, never, I never said that. Uh, but, but no, it's... It, but that's the thing like like we we just you know it, it, i mean i could just tell when when the when the group of us are, are just hanging out in a room together it's just i can sense all of us are just like what do we want to say next what do we want to say next i i've got i've got what are they gonna say oh i'm gonna say something it's gonna be so funny and it's just it and it's it's very rare that someone says something that doesn't make any of us laugh yeah. so true daddy <laughs> it sounds like you guys are are really Bouncing off of each other's good energy that you've found good balances for one another. And well, yeah. that's part of the comedic gold for you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And timing. More like the comedic silver. You know, we haven't gotten to gold yet. No, no. <laughs> no, we, yeah. I mean. We're getting there. Huh? We're not quite Michael Phelps yet, but I mean, we're yeah. close. <laughs> we're, we're close. That it's bastard, not, is, he's just always one full lane ahead of us. Like, it, I don't know how he does it. Is one, it the marijuana? Are we supposed to be doing drugs? I don't want to do drugs. I don't want to. Why do we have to do that to be a gold medalist? We might, we might. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, if, if you want to be as funny as Michael said, uh, is he funny? I'm just meaning oh. he's a gold medalist. Oh, okay. He's probably <laughs> funny. I mean, he, he just. He, have you seen him swim? It looks hilarious, <laughs> like whopping his arms, like like yeah, like yeah. A, a like a mermaid. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, we're not going off topic, are we? Are we? Uh, <laughs> no, well, we, we were, we were talking ever. about. Well, oh, we were talking about squirrels, right? Squirrels. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> I got this squirrel called Elon Musk. Oh, does he have? Does he have the Elon Musk to it? Oh. Okay. All right. No, I, I made a terrible by, joke. We got to we got to move on yeah, from there. By, by the way, <laughs> like in my world, it's not called dad jokes anymore. It's called Dan jokes. Yeah, he has a lot of he has a lot of these yeah. bad bad Dan jokes. Yeah, and I, I, I like them in a in a weird way. Yeah, <laughs> I, I believe it. So uh, a couple of final <laughs> questions because we are coming uh, close to end of time. One, where can people learn more about where you guys are performing? And obviously, right now you're performing in Iceland in Reykjavik. I hope I'm saying yeah. that correctly. Is there any opportunity for us in the states to ever get a hold of of your performances? Yes, actually. Uh, so uh, we are well. We're actually planning a U.S. tour next summer. So uh, uh, we're planning to skip Colorado, um, but yeah. it's. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, actually, Colorado. To be fair, to be entirely honest, Colorado is one of the places I actually I, I like. It's it's very high on the list of places I want to go, and it, it is entirely because that is one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to in my life. I love, I love Colorado so much, uh, and they've got amazing beer. Uh, it has nothing to do with wanting to perform there. It's just oh. 
entirely, I really want to get drunk and uh, like go sit on one of the mountains and good, good you know here, get hypothermia here, yeah. and you know uh wait not you could, hypothermia. You could, you could I, do the, all of that here in iceland i can <laughs> do all that here in iceland that's true but, but no uh, we we're planning so we're planning a u.s tour uh hopefully uh information about that will be listed soon uh we we are getting the finishing touches on a few things uh before we uh get all that uh, together uh but uh yeah so so u.s of a get ready for us I mean, yeah, you can find find uh, all of our information on our, uh, you know, on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. you can you can you can find a yeah. We have we have Facebook, we have Instagram, we have Twitter. Icelanders don't know what a, a, a Twitter even is, so whoa, we don't really use it, but we have it because you know everyone has to have a Twitter, as a certain president has made it very clear. Uh, but <laughs> well, like, yeah, I know, right? So, uh, so we we have all of that on uh, Facebook and Instagram. We're at uh, my voice is have Tourette's one word on uh, on Twitter. It's uh, MVHT show, uh, which is the same as our website, MVHT show dot com. Uh, and those would be the, the best places to find out more about us. If you want to learn when we're going to come to the States, if you if there's anyone who wants to recommend somewhere to go uh, other than Colorado, because uh, I've already said I want to go there. Uh, so Jocelyn, you know, keep it together. Uh, but I, uh, <laughs> but if anyone has anywhere they want us to go, you know, just send us a message on Facebook and uh, I mean, worst case scenario, we'll, we'll at least try. Awesome. So then, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not thrilled about, about going to Delaware just because again, no one knows what a Delaware even is, but you know, I, it, what, what's that? No, a Delaware. It's, yeah. it's a state. Oh, I thought it was like a, a package. <laughs> All right. So Thor is going to have to package take company. Yeah. I, I thought I thought it was I thought it was a I originally thought it was a clothing store oh. like like Delaware. Delaware. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't speak English very good. <laughs> we'll forgive you on that. And then your podcast. When are you guys hoping to go live with that? Okay. Um, that I don't know yet. Um, I think, I think the podcast will probably be uh the I don't want I don't want to I don't want to promise anything. It, it'll be soon. It'll be soon. Soonish. I promise. Soonish. I promise. It'll be. It'll be soon. As soon as soon as we get the podcast up, the podcast will be live. I promise you that. Awesome. So best is that we will have everyone keep we'll keep an eye on your Facebook and your Twitter and your Instagram feed, and we'll know more then. Yes. Yay. So guys, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate you being part of the show today. Uh, oh, thank you. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, awesome. thank, thank you so much for for inviting us. Yeah, and thank you for doing all that you're doing and really putting giving a platform. Me and Daddy, we're we're proud of ourselves. <laughs> I almost prefer you call me Danny, and I don't want you to call me Danny. Like, <laughs> why are you calling me Daddy? It's, it's only slightly creepy. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's, it's like I mean, I I get it. I get it. So like, I mean, because because we refer to Elva as Mom yeah. because she's the oldest one in the group. But like, I mean, at the same time. Stop. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try, Daddy. All right. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Lee. To learn more about Lee, the podcast and coaching services, please join us on our Leap Facebook page at facebook.com slash what's your Lee.